Hi, I'm Phil Newman and welcome to the Impact Online podcast. We are so glad you're here. Well, hey everyone, it's Phil here. It's great to have you. Is it too early to say Merry Christmas? Never. Merry Christmas, everyone. Hey, today I want to share with you from 2 Corinthians chapter 9. It says this, each of you should give what you have decided in your heart to give, not reluctantly or under compulsion for God loves a cheerful giver. And God is able to bless you abundantly so that in all things, at all times, having all that you need, you will abound in every good work. Hey, shocking fact for some people today, it is 13 days until Christmas. And I tell you, Christmas, it's called a lot of things. It's called the silly season. It's called the festive season. It's called the holiday season. But for some people, maybe a lot of people, maybe for you, some people call it the busy season. It speaks to all the extra responsibilities, all the extra tasks, all the extra to-do lists, all the extra things that you've got to cram in. There are family get-togethers, there are end-of-year celebrations, there are school graduations, there are shopping trips, there's travel, there's finalizing work before you travel, there's all the domestic cleanup before all of those visitors finally arrive. There are school concerts and now the kids are on school holidays. All this extra stuff takes away the real reason for the season and certainly wants to make it a busy season. And before you know it, your time is gone. Margin vanishes, things get rushed, tasks get forgotten, stress enters, fatigue creeps in, and generosity certainly goes out the window because it's not about abundant living, abounding in every good work. It just comes down to survival. Today, I want to speak to you about the gift of time and that God has blessed you and given you all the time that you need. Second Corinthians teaches us that God will bless you abundantly. We like that bit more than enough overflow so that in all things, well, that's great. Every opportunity, God's got a call and grace for my life, all things. And then it says, at all times. And it speaks to that you have the opportunities that you need, the open doors you need to do what God has called you to do and that you are not too busy. Busy speaks of having excess responsibility for the time that you have. In other words, I've got too much to do and not enough time. Basically, the Word teaches us in 2 Corinthians that you have been blessed abundantly so that in all things, at all times, that you are not too busy, that you have the time you need to do what He has called you to do. And it's not a time problem, it's a schedule problem. It's not a time deficit, it's a decision problem. It's not a time problem, it's an us problem. God loves you, has a call for you, has set you apart. But when you get busy, that call often goes out the window, the gift of time. We read in scripture a lot of people who ended up being too busy to be part of a miracle, to do what God had called them to do. They missed the very beautiful moment of opportunity that God had. We know the story of the Good Samaritan and it was part of an incredible healing moment for a man's life. But before the Good Samaritan, we read about two people who were just too busy. The priest and the Levite, two people who you would think 
called, schooled, set apart for doing the work of God. They walked on by, they crossed the road to get away from the problem. They left the beaten, bruised man by the side of the road because they were too busy with their plan. They were too occupied and they were too distracted. Yet the Samaritan was, we don't know what his plan was. We don't know what his schedule was demanding of him. But what we do know is that all of that took second place to the priority of being used by God. He wasn't too busy. We read in uh, Luke chapter 10 about Mary and Martha, both in the presence of Jesus and had two very different responses. Mary preoccupied with Jesus, Martha preoccupied with work. We read this, but Martha was very busy and distracted with all of her serving responsibilities. And she approached him, she got frustrated, she got ticked and she said, Lord, is it of no concern to you that my sister has left me to do all the serving alone? So she's a martyr. She starts whinging and saying, I'm the one doing all the work, taking all the responsibility and Martha is just preoccupied with being with you. And Jesus says, whoa, Martha, Martha, you are worried and bothered and anxious about so many things, but only one thing is necessary for Mary has chosen the good part, that which is to her advantage, which will not be taken away from her. I love this, that it's speaking of Martha says she was busy and distracted. And that's the problem with busyness is that it leads to distraction. So we're going to speak about the gift of time. And over the next 13 days, I guess, making sure we steward our time the way God would have, that we're not living this as a busy season, but we are really keeping, as all year we should, Jesus at the centre of it all. My prayer is that this season for you wouldn't be busy, compressed, anxious, stressful, a burden, that you continue to live free, full of grace, full of life, full of abundant living, able to abound in every good work that He has called you to live with and that you would be a person of generosity. Number one, give your best time to God. You know, throughout Scripture, we read this um, frustrating kind of principle for people who like to figure it all out. The less is more. You know, when it comes to God, when we give God our best and we give God our first, the following always gets more blessing. The following is always favoured. The following is always fruitful. You think about it, with our tithes, we're called and asked to give our first fruit to God. And the thing is, the following 90% with God will get you far more than 100% without God. You think of the Sabbath, we're asked to stop working, stop doing and spend time resting, spend time prioritizing God and getting realigned with Him. And we understand that when we exercise the habit of Sabbath, that six days with God, doing it God's way will get us more than seven days by ourselves without God. Friends, don't compromise your personal devotion, your church attendance and your Sabbath for the sake of busyness. Give God your best time and don't compromise. God will bless your remaining time because you gave Him your first time. In fact, you gave Him your best time. Step back, 
Look at your schedule. Look at all the seconds of the week that you've been given, every minute, every hour. And before things get put in, before stuff gets put in, you know what, even before family and very urgent things get put in, make sure the first thing that gets booked into your time is time for and with God. Give God your best time and the rest of your time will be incredibly blessed. Number two, stop wasting time. Stop wasting time. You'd be surprised how fast you can do things if you focus and work hard. You know, think back to when you were at school, some of you are still at school or still studying, and you were given a certain amount of time to do an assignment. I, I was a, a pretty good student, and so when a date was given for assignment, I would start working on it then and there and would slowly chip away at it. And for me, I didn't really have any sense of urgency and any sense of panic. But there are some people who na navigate assignment time or essay time with the powerful tool of cramming. The night before, you live off pre-workout, you live off caffeine, anything that will keep you uh, uh, alert and awake, keep your eyes open. As long as you're functional, you'll pull this thing off and with one minute to go, you submit it online and then you descend into a deep coma. But think about this, if you were given 10 hours to do something, you would take 10 hours to do something. Usually, if you were given half that time, you would somehow pull it off in, the, in half the time. And the thing is, we've all been given the gift of time and the Word teaches us in Ecclesiastes that everything has been given an appointed time. There is a time to live, a time to die, there's a time to gather, a time to sow. Ecclesiastes teaches us that every task has an allotted and appointed and even an anointed time. And so we have to step back and say, am I matching up my task with my time? And God, if you've given me this task to do, if you've given me this good work to do, then you've actually given me the right amount of time to do it. So focus, work hard, draw on the grace of God and make sure that you really make uh, steward the time that you've been given and stop wasting it. Stop taking too long, stop taking too short. Don't procrastinate and put off, but make sure that the tasks that you do have been matched to the time that you've been given. Number three, be generous with time. Be generous with time. Now, time is seed that you've been given. Be open-handed with it and not selfish. I wanna to read to you also from 2 Corinthians 9. Now, he who supplies seed to the sower and bread for food will also supply and increase your store of seed and will enlarge the harvest of your righteousness. You will be enriched in every way so that you can be generous on every occasion. There's this time thing again that you will be so blessed that you can at every occasion, at any time, sow. And through us, your generosity will result in thanksgiving to God. Your time is a seed that operates like any other seed that you've been given. We are blessed to be a blessing. Now, your money and resource is a seed that you've been given to sow and make a difference with. Your spiritual gifts are seed that you've been given to sow and make a difference with, and your time is the same. We would analyze your money and resource to see if you've been selfish by seeing where you spent it. You've been given a certain amount of money, a certain amount of blessing from God. If you spent it all on self, 
we would say you're kind of being a bit self-centered, a bit selfish with the seed and the blessing that you've been given. Why? Because you prioritized you with it. We would analyze your energy, that you've been given this certain amount of energy, we would analyze it and see where you spent it. And if you spent it most on yourself, then we would say you're kind of self-centered, you're kind of selfish. Get your eyes off yourself and start using that blessing, that energy for other people. Your time is the same. It's very sobering to think if we looked back on your last seven days of time, how did you spend your minutes? Was your time spent on you and mostly you and mainly you, or was it spent serving others? Now, some time should be spent on you. I'm gonna finish speaking about that, but are you being selfish, self-centered? Do all the, does the universe have to revolve around you when it comes to your time? Or are you being generous with it? Give of your time, sow with your time, bless with your time. Make sure you give your family, your friends, strangers, others, see the seed of your time. Because understand this, that you cannot outgive God. And when you give time, God will bless you and supply you with more time, sow your time. Say, I'm not gonna be selfish with my time, but I'm gonna be generous with it. Lastly, make sure you have restoration time. And when busyness creeps in, when responsibility creeps in, you watch, this is one of the first things to go, but it's actually one of the most important promises from God. Psalm 23 in the Amplified says this, the Lord is my shepherd to feed, to guide and to shield me. I shall not want. He lets me lie down in green pastures and he leads me beside still and quiet waters. I wonder if that describes your silly season. Still and quiet, looking for a car park, wrestling with people at the checkouts, trying to find those presents and it, the energy and the stress and the panic and the anxiety rises. It's anything but still and quiet. Yes, it's there that we go on and it reads, he refreshes and restores my soul. While you are busy, you're not getting restored. While you are busy, you are not getting refreshed. While you are busy, you are not getting replenished. This season, make sure that you have restoration time, that you stop the busyness, stop the work, stop the tasks, and allow God to take you to quiet and still waters. It might be place in your home, it might be a walk, it might be a swim, it might be whatever it is, but that you look after your soul so that you can give from your soul. You're no good to anyone if you haven't let God do a work in you. My prayer is that this year as a church, we would handle this season in a different way to the way other people do, that they are filled with anxiety and stress and busyness. And that's never the way God has for each and every person on that planet. He wants us to live with grace and generosity and overflow and a spirit and an attitude of giving. But when busyness creeps in, all that goes out the window and survival and getting through it becomes the priority. But God says, I have given you the blessing and the seed of time. Use it and live it my way. My prayer, friends, is that this season you would not be busy, but that you would be blessed, that you would be generous and giving and abundant, that in all things 
at all times, you can abound in every good work that God has for you. He's got a plan and a purpose for your life. If you don't know Jesus, you really enter this stressful, anxious season uh, in your own strength. And really when you hit the end of your rope, when you really flame out and burn out, who do you turn to? And a lot of people, when they get to that point, they turn to substances, they turn to people, they turn to places, and all those things end up just perpetuating the problem, send us further into our mess, where God says, if you'll come to me with your mess, if you'll come to me with your sin, if you come to me with your problems, I'll short circuit that and you'll no longer be burdened by your pain. You'll no longer be defined by your sin and I will set you free and I won't judge you, condemn you, shame you, I'll embrace you and love you and fill your heart and soul with peace, eternity and love. If you need to respond to Jesus today and say, I've been away from God, I've never known God or I have known God and I've walked away from God, but today I need to get my faith right. I'm trying to live this life messy. I'm trying to live this life in my own strength. I'm trying to live this life dealing with and sweeping my sin under the carpet and just keeps coming back and hurting me. If you need to get your life right with God, I wanna pray for you today. If you need to get your life right with God, be honest with yourself, honest with God. Say, God, I need forgiveness. I need your peace. I need your grace in Jesus' name. Lord, I pray for people who need to get their lives right with you. I pray, Lord, that you would fill their hearts and lives with peace and grace and forgiveness that you forgive them of their sin, that you would help them turn around and start walking for you, running to you, learning for you, God. I thank you that their hearts and lives will be filled with a great sense of purpose and destiny. In Jesus' name, amen. My prayer this season is you be blessed, strong, filled with the grace and strength of Jesus Christ. God bless you. See you soon. Thanks for listening to our Impact Online podcast. We release a new episode every week and you can access all our podcasts and videos via our website. Visit impactchurch.me for lots of extra resource. We'll see you next time at Impact Online.